And that, I think that's why I'm telling my story. So that maybe you guys can understand what I went through. And you're not the only one that's going through. Maybe it's not like me, but it's similar. But we all go through some similar hard times, right? I think that's why my TikTok is the way it is. What's up guys welcome to real talk my name is emil joseph and i am your host and this is my podcast this podcast is something that i wanted to do because i know my tiktok's a little bit different uh than my podcast so my podcast legacy is mainly an autobiography about you know autobiography for my kids or my future kids so that they can get to know to get to get to know who I am. And um, real talk is just basically me talking on subjects that I like to talk about, like my TikTok stuff, like about motivational stuff, real life stuff, and all that good stuff. And <clears throat> what's crazy is that I chose not to script everything because on my TikTok, you know, I practice it, make sure it sounds good, and I do a couple takes. I felt like real talk should be off the top right like real talk so maybe my english isn't good maybe i say things the wrong way or maybe i get stuck i just think that um if i want to do real talk maybe i'll just do it in a real authentic way so for the people that are here from tiktok what's up and if you've been following my podcast i appreciate you and for all the new people what's up (laughs) welcome and uh welcome to real talk (laughs) so um Someone messaged me the other day and said that, um, you know, why do you, one of my friends said on your TikTok, you started, why did you choose to do like quotes and motivational stuff? And, um, what a lot of people don't know about myself is I'm a photographer, but they didn't know this other part of me. And I felt like. I wanted to share another part with me because, yeah, photography is what I do. Um, But this is this is something that I guess holds real dear to me. I think that, um, you know, my mom, when I was growing up, she wasn't the best mom, I guess. How how would I say it? She's not the best mom, you know, um, And she taught me things and tried to steer me the right way using stories and quotes. And I think they're very, very powerful when people tell you a story um, or tell you a quote. I know a lot of people think it's really corny, but for me, my mom used to do that. And I thought it was really corny, too. I really thought about the stuff that she says, you know, when we're kids and uh, and with our moms, we don't want to believe. We always think that we're really smart and how is this old person telling me what's up? But that's how she would communicate with me about trying to teach me stuff. So, you know, it was a, a way of she would teach me and give me hope and inspiration. So that's why I think telling stories and quotes is very important to learning. Because stories are really, really, really powerful, right? And um, one of the things that my mom used to 
tell me, you know, when you're a kid, you, you make lies because you say lies because you want to get your way or kind of not get in trouble. So my mom used to, you know, tell me like, you shouldn't lie. It's not good. And then you and my, in my own way, I'm like, why is it not good? Because I lied about breaking that, you know, that base. And now I'm not in trouble. I blamed it on my sister, you know? So, so she told me the story about, uh, um, the boy that cried wolf. So I know everyone knows the story, but I'll say it, but the boy that cried wolf. So I guess he was a, he, um, he was a sheep herder or whatever, and he would cry wolf. And then, um, just to mess around with all the villagers or whatever. And they would come like, okay, we'll protect you. Cause he's watching all the sheep and he thought it was funny. And they were like, oh, there's no wolf. Oh, well. And then you do it again. They come up again. And then the third time, again, they show up. And then the one time that the wolf really came down, like a bunch of wolves came down to, you know, get the sheep, he cried wolf, and no one believed him. And guess what? They killed all the sheep. And in that moment, I I didn't know how a lie could affect me. Because with that story... I've kind of visualized and understood the agony of that kid. Like, oh, the one time I was really telling the truth and no one wants to believe me. And that's true, right? If we keep on doing something that isn't true or isn't right, whether it's a lie or something like that, we tend to always think that person. It goes both ways. Like, if someone we know is always dependable, dependable, and then they're not, they don't show up, then we're like, well, what's up? Yeah, you know, I think that, I think that is sometimes, you know, a thing that we do. We assume that people are going to be this way, and that's 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 not good, right? But that's why I think that you should be authentic in the way it is, way it should be, right? So sometimes. Sometimes we ask for help and no one wants to help us. I think that um, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, I would always ask my mom, oh, I want that toy. I want that thing. My mom said, you know what? If you need help, you know, ask for God. My 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 mom is very religious. So, you know, if I ask for help, I'm like, I need help. And um, my mom would always tell me that story about uh the man in the storm so there's a story about this man in the storm and he believed in god and he was on the top of his roof you know and he's like uh there was flooding and then um he said oh i know god will save me i know he'll save me and then um a person in the boat came by and was like come in we got space and the guy's like no don't worry god will save me don't worry He's like, okay, and the boat left, and then so it started getting higher and higher, right? And then so there's a, a bigger boat that came by and said, come in the boat, we got plenty of space. And the guy's like, no, don't worry, I believe in God, he's going to save me and stuff like that. And then he's like, okay, and, and already, like, you know, it's almost to the top, and this helicopter comes by, and he's like, hey, you need to come up. And he's like, no, don't worry, God is going to save me, and then... The, what ends up happening is the guy dies and he drowns. And in heaven, he's like, I'm going to talk to God, see what's up. <laughs> so he's like, you know, God, what happened? 
no, I believed in you. I, you know, why didn't you save me? And God told him, I, I did. I tried to save you like three times, but you didn't take my help. And I think that when I was a kid and I always wanted something or wanted help or wanted a thing, I think my mom was trying to teach me, like, maybe I wanted a toy. And my mom, I'm like, come on, mom, give me a toy. Maybe my mom gave me chores to do so I can earn money so I can get that toy. I think that's the same thing as today. I think we all we all expect the help the way we want it to be, right? I think we think that, oh, if I ask for money, just give me money. Or maybe your friend's like, well, I don't have any money, but, you know, I got a job coming up. Maybe you can work on it. And you're like, nah, I'm good. I want, I need that money to pay bills. But we want things in a certain way. I think that story helped me realize that. I don't know, it was really corny, but I really believe that now, right, with the story. Because it's a perfect example of sometimes we expect help a a certain way. And we should really be open to everything because you'll never know, you know, we're getting what we ask for. You know, we always pray for something. I I hope I get a good job. I hope I make money. I want to get this, whatever. You know, and maybe that helps us understand, like, that sometimes we are getting what we want. Maybe we're just not recognizing it because we're thinking that we want it a certain way. And um, when I was a kid coming from the Philippines, trying to learn English, trying to fit in and stuff like that, um, you know, I would always be struggling because the kids that I was around and Boy Scouts, they're all really good. You know, everyone, I took karate and I took baseball and everyone was so good, you know? And, and, um, I just, I just had to work harder and I was always discouraged. I was like, mom, maybe I'm trash. Maybe I'm not good. Maybe we should stop this. And my mom's like, you know, what's keeping you is you, is you're the one that's keeping yourself from doing anything. It's not the task at hand. It's not what you're doing or what you want or you're trying to you know, get all your merit badges. You're trying to get Eagle Scout or you're trying to make a home run. You're trying to hit the ball, you know, playing violin. You're not getting it. You got it in your own mind that you don't, you are not enough and you can't do it. And I was like, that's stupid. Of course I want it. Of course I want to be better than all these people, right? And then so my mom told me the power of the mind. I was like, yeah, yeah, power of the mind. That's corny stuff, right? You know, if you can will it, you can do it, right? Like, then she told me about this story about the man in the freezer. The man in the freezer. So well, there's this employee, she, he was working late at a restaurant, and he was putting stuff away, and then he got into this freezer. And then he forgot that he had kept it locked. So when he got inside, he got stuck. So he's like, oh, no, how am I going to go? My cell phone's inside. I I can't call anyone. I'm stuck in this freezer. So he ends up dying, right? And in the morning, you know, the manager comes to open up the, you know, the restaurant, and he finds them inside. They have two freezers. He found them in the other freezer. And then, um, you know, he called 911. He checked them, make sure he was dead. So then the EMTs came in. And then the ma- the owner came in, right? You know, died. And the EMT is like, yeah, he's dead. He died of, um, I think he died of, you know, 
being frozen, right? That's what they think, right? And then so um, the the owner came in and says, that's crazy. Why? And they're like, because this freezer was uh, was has been broken for six months. We haven't fixed it yet. I know a lot of people have told stories like this, but that's what the mom, my mom told me. Apparently, that story of variation is true. So his mind was so strong that he thought, he thought that he was in this freezer. Obviously, he was in the freezer, but he thought it, he was, his mind was so, oh my God, I'm, str- I'm going to die in here because it's going to freeze me to death. I'm stuck in here. I'm never going to, the air, uh, you know, like, and he died. That's how powerful our mind is. And I didn't believe that then, right? Like, like that's stupid. How would you not know you're not freezing? Your mind, you're, you're weak or something's wrong, right? It's crazy because when I was in the Navy, when I was in the Navy, um, I was in Afghanistan. I was, you know, it was hot. And I thought about that story, right? I was like, hmm, you know, it was hot. You know, some, there'll be days that we don't have enough food, water. We were only to be out for like two weeks or a week or a couple of days and it ends up being longer and we didn't have food. And it's crazy because I thought of that story and I was thinking like, maybe I should try this. Maybe it'll work. So I just imagined myself like, it's crazy. It sounds stupid, but it worked. I imagined myself like in a nicer place, somewhere it wasn't hot, Right. I just close my eyes and try to imagine it and not think about where I was, you know, and it worked, you know, I wasn't hungry. I didn't feel, you know, I still felt hot, but not like it was crazy hot, right? Where it was. And I felt like, oh man, I don't. So I, I have sickle cell anemia, right? So I have sickle cell anemia, so I need water. So a lot of the people in my unit, like I was a medic, I was a corpsman, and a lot of Marines would give me their water because I am crazy. When I get dehydrated, it's so bad for me, right? Like, um, so what's crazy, I was I was scared because maybe I might die because I, I don't have enough water. So I thought about you know, a good place, like, back home in Bay, and, like, I'm just chilling with my friends at the mall, and, and, you know, Eastridge, and it's, like, air-conditioned, and I just close my eyes, and I just try to focus on that, and it really worked. It was crazy. Like, the mind is truly powerful. So if you believe you can't do something, you ain't doing it. No, No problem. You ain't doing it. But if you can, there's always that possibility of you doing it. Sure, it's going to take hard work or whatever you have to task. It's You can't just like, oh, I think I'm going to be rich for sure. No, you, you have to believe that you're going to get there. But you have to make steps to get there as well. You know? And that's how stories are crazy, man. And I think that's why people resonate with stories all the time. It gives them hope. You know, it's corny when you see these quotes and these like, you know, these cheesy motivationals, but it works. And it's it's coming from someone that's already done it, right? Like, I think that's why it's so powerful for us because someone wrote it or someone went through it, which means if they could do it, you can too, you know?
it's crazy that how powerful stories are. And I think that's why my TikTok, I wanted to share that part of me. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are me, and that's why I made Real Talk. And I also have a YouTube channel where I'm going to put other stuff, you know, photography stuff, stuff about general stuff about my life, which would be cool to share because my kids, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to remember all these stories or have time to tell them about who I am. And that's why I felt like maybe it's time that I start something like this. And maybe someone else that's watching can appreciate that and maybe it'll inspire them to do something similar or just give them hope. And that, I think that's why I'm telling my story. So that maybe you guys can understand what I went through and you're not the only one that's going through. Maybe it's not like me, but it's similar, but we all go through some similar hard times, right? I think that's why my TikTok is the way it is. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, like, some of those things I didn't write. I'm not a writer. I have a way with words sometimes, but I'm not a writer. Some of them are quotes that I've seen over the years. And my mom actually used to write all these motivational speeches and, and quotes that she finds over the year. And I actually steal them from her book because she used to write them for me. I never used to understand that. But, you know... She gave it to me when I left for the Navy. And she was like, this is a gift. I was like, dude, these are all your quotes that you used to give me. She's like, yeah, I was, ever since you came to us, this is what I've been starting for you. And maybe, you know, she categorized it like different things. And I said, maybe when you have a hard time, you could look at these motivational stories and quotes, Aesop fables and all this stuff that she had. She had written it down. Like, it's a lot. Like, that's why a lot of my content is a lot. Like, it's because a lot. And a, a lot of times, I don't know, people are like, why you post three and then six at a time? I just feel like I want to share it. Like, I don't think I care about the algorithm. I just, you know, there's always something I can share tomorrow. So something that I feel like, oh, it's inspiring me today. Why not share it? Why there has to be a rule where I should just keep four posts a day so that I have more content. I don't think like that, man. I just want to share. Sometimes I won't share one day. But I try to share. I try to be consistent. Because I feel like we all need that. You know? Because I do that too. I look on other people's pages. And I take inspiration. Like, oh man. You know? That's that's a good story. Or, you know. I just feel like, you know. Stories and quotes is really, really good. And I'm glad my mom pass that down to me so if you're wondering where all these quotes and all these stories come it comes from my mom and stuff that i i kind of adopted like you know throughout my life i wrote stuff down too just like her so stories and quotes are super powerful so you could start reading some you can start reading some or you can start making some stories and some quotes yourself and share it, you know, post it on my TikTok, you know, if you're here on Spotify, leave a comment, say what's up, you know, and uh, maybe we can talk, right? Maybe I can learn something too, because I'm always up for that, to learning from other people. So I hope you enjoyed uh, the first episode of Real Talk. 
it's just an introduction of why my TikTok is the way it is. And uh, I'm going to try to do this maybe two times a week. Real talk two times a week and maybe um, my podcast will be just on Sundays. But I think I like this. I think I like talking more about what I post on TikTok. So thanks for showing up and I appreciate you. And this is Emil. This is my name is Emil Joseph and this is Real Talk.